0: hello and welcome to another episode of the two bros podcast we are two bros this is the two bros podcast welcome welcome well it's been one weird week uh as per the original plan we should have been done with three ports in china by now and we would have been on our way towards the last port which was supposed to be on the night of the 21st was it no i think it was 19th yeah monday morning we would have been done by china with china by tomorrow or day after but a uh, lot of lot of things changed uh, it all began with the uh, so shaman was on time that was okay so when we left there was a hurricane <clears throat> going past the uh, the right hand side of taiwan heading directly towards shanghai and uh, our ETA and its ETA were exactly the same so we would have been in Shanghai when the hurricane would have been there as well so we were asked to slow down, uh, let it pass and then take it easy we kept going at basically dead slow ahead for so long finally we got there, dropped anchor and we uh, just waited and while we were doing that another storm surfaced this one a little bit further away, and it was again heading towards mainland China. Uh, this one was called Nan Madol, so I don't know who names these things, but something weird. It's interesting, I think, if I remember, they, they, it depends on the category they are, and that's the starting letter. So the last one, the first one was called Mui Fa or something. This one was called Nan Madol, NM, so I think the second one was more dangerous, as per the predictions and the PDFs that we got, I have to look into this. But uh, this one had a very interesting track. Like The first one just went straight past Taiwan, directly into Shanghai, into the mainland and eventually died down. This one, however, the second one was very interesting. Proceeded up towards uh, China and the intersection between China and Korea, heading in that direction. And then suddenly turning northeast, cutting in from the southwest side of Japan and heading directly through the country... So this is going to be a hurricane through the entire country. And I'm like, that's, that is so weird. Like we do get hurricanes in India, but it's only in a corner on the right hand side. It's one poor state that gets battered all the time. It's really sad. But that's it. And by the time it comes in, it's it's just rainfall and drizzle. It's no big deal. But uh, yeah, so that's the thing. Like We let the first one pass and then we dropped anchor. And then the swell from the second one was so bad that we were just tossing and turning all over the place. That's when the captain made a call that we will pick up anchor and then uh, head towards basically just waste time. So we are going between that slow and slow and that slow and slow for most of the day. So we went up the track far away from where we were supposed to be. Came all the way down and then made our uh, ETA into Shanghai. Now with Shanghai it was... uh, it was not the island terminal, it was the mainland terminal, which is a lot deeper inside. And good thing was that, I mean, I was on call, but, uh... uh the chief said, since we have some bunkering, some lube oil bunkering tomorrow, one of us has to be uh, rested. So we put a motorman in place with him, and then uh, I took rest for the, for the night. I was on alarms till 11 o'clock, and after that these guys took over. Started at 11.30, I think, for pilot, and then, uh finished, uh, got alongside by 5.30 that's some ridiculous uh, times man and that's that's common in China they, these are some really really long uh, river passages that you gotta go up and I remember the longest one I think I've ever done is uh, Hamburg it was a really long river passage, 6 hours and I was on I was on deck that time I remember I came on the bridge on midnight and uh, the guy I relieved told me yeah we've just entered the river and it's a long pass- passage and coincidentally, I was on a six-hour shift, so uh, six hours later, we were alongside, and man, it was exhausting, but uh, yeah, <clears throat> I believe if I remember correctly, the next one is also a bit long, Nanshra has a good uh, three to four-hour passage through some islands, yeah, mm, can't help it, and again, some of, I don't know why all these Chinese ports come at night, why are we always going to China at night, What's what's that about? Anywho... It's a mystery for another time. Uh, We have... uh, We had some time at Anchorage and this is something I wanted to talk about on this episode. Uh, I don't know why people insist on taking risks at Anchor uh, when it comes to overhauls and uh, planned maintenance. Certain uh, tasks which were pending could have very easily been done in ports but since we were at Anchor, uh, we decided... At least the management, the senior, senior, senior management decided that it needs to be done right now. And uh, well, I am. I can provide my feedback. I'm mostly the executioner. I don't really make the big calls. And on my last to last trip, when I did speak my mind that this is dangerous, we should not be doing this job at at anchor. That got mentioned in my appraisal. That second engineer Sharma refuses to. Uh, complete planned maintenance, and I, that guy was a is an absolute. I don't even want to say it. But yeah, these that's that's how it is. They like they they hold your appraisal over your you know like it's like a sword above your neck. It's just hanging right there, and you just got to do their bidding and not uh, ask questions. So I was not actually in the mood. I didn't think it was safe. And by the way, there was a hurricane right there. Yes, we were between um china mainland and taiwan we were somewhere there so we were kind of sheltered but we were getting swell and towards the fag end of our uh of our um, maintenance the vessel did start rolling and when you have a suspended load on the engine room crane it will swing a lot and it's it's not that easy and again if you're working on bmw engines you know how difficult it is to get things aligned but uh managed to do so we managed to do one unit at uh, anchor and then a subsequent unit the next day or was it at shanghai i think we did it at shanghai anchorage it was just a couple of days later and again the same thing we're still in that water we're still in that region there's still typhoons all around us and we just we just taking chances i don't know i don't know why people do this who are you trying to impress it's not like it had stopped the ship. It's not like it was critical to run the ship. It was not like that there were problems. It's not like there were leaks or anything. Nothing. It was fine. Yes, it was due. But it's been due since April. And the guys before me had the chance to finish it in dry dock. They didn't do that. Uh, I had all kinds of stories when I heard. Uh, maybe I've mentioned it that the uh, chief engineer was on board for seven months. And he's a Ukrainian. So he was all stressed out about what's happening at home. The third engineer and the second engineer fought about something, so they were not talking to each other. And the crew did not like the second engineer, and the second engineer didn't like the crew, so... And they just pretty much stopped working, and they kept putting everything back towards... Uh, you know, pushing everything back towards the tri dock that this will get done in tri dock, but nothing got done in tri dock. All of the planned maintenance came on our heads. And uh, while I was trying to reason with the chief, he... I don't know why, he came to me and said... If you want to do this job, do this job, otherwise, forget it. If you're not interested in doing it, I can do it uh, in the next sport, uh, with the next second or something like that. And I was like, I was baffled, I mean, not once have we refused to work, but there were situations around us and I said, and then I kind of explained it to them, like when we came here, there were so many pending jobs, the engine room was crap. We have built it up slowly, and it's not like people are slacking off and, you know, just not doing anything. but. This thing is dangerous, but chuck it, we'll do it. And we did. And the next day I did one unit and the next, the day after that we did another one. And I don't understand why these company stooges, what is their motivation? What are they getting? Yes, they get bonuses and whatever and uh, performance, uh, you know, pending jobs and whatever things. They, they get checked every month and that affects their performance. That affects their bonus directly. Maybe it's the money thing. I don't understand why people do this. And then when you talk to them about it, they have things like, oh, I've done liners at anchor, I've done pistons at line anchor. We overhauled the auxiliary blower motor at anchor. And I'm like, great, why? You could have done it in port and if there's no clearance from port, then you wait for it or you ask company to do it. And here's the thing, company will never take a stand. Company will never say, no, you do it at anchor. They said, you decide because they don't want the responsibility. If something does happen, then the guys on board can say, yes, we were instructed by the company to do it. So they don't want to take responsibility. So they say, leave it, but get it done. And these stooges, they get it. They push other people down and they, in the end, it actually gets, uh, happens, uh, it gets done. <clears throat> I the the countless stories. And if you, if you look it up on Google or wherever, their uh, maintenance was carried out and the weather picked up and the engine wasn't ready or nothing was ready and uh, the ship ran aground it can happen and it has happened and it's rare, yes but it, there is a risk and I'm, that's my question for today why take a risk when there's no help available for miles nobody can reach you for hours and if you do run aground in a hurricane kind of a weather why are you doing this? what do you get out of it? I, I don't understand it and uh, yeah these company just are uh, somehow I don't know why I always end up working with them they're just like dime a dozen <clears throat> i was speaking to the cadet today the electrical cadet uh they installed uh, they loaded like 64 extra containers so now we have uh, reefer containers so now we have 106 reefers and i told him like one reefer is about going from europe to china gets you about a million dollars or something roughly and uh this guy gets paid 450 dollars a month so he's going to work for a month on this reefer and take care and check this and check that if something happens it's gonna be uh, crisis uh, stations he's gonna be on it and then after a month he's gonna get paid 450 dollars for transporting cargo worth a million and isn't that just the sad state of affairs yeah anywho so we have just left shanghai we are still at uh, still at in the pilotage i have just relieved I came, I I'd, I'd gone down to relieve really everybody for dinner and whatever, and I came back. And uh, that's why I'm a bit late because last night was weird. Uh, didn't sleep much, and this morning there was loophole bunkers. And uh, yeah, what is left of my Sunday, I will try to enjoy it. Uh, and then uh, we were instructed to proceed at full speed towards Nansha and reach there on the Twentieth at 1700, but technically that's not possible. We can't do that speed, and uh, we are still experiencing the after effects of that uh, typh- typhoon, hurricane outside, and um, we haven't had, uh, we haven't received any advice yet from the planners. Hopefully, they will tell us to reduce speed and take it easy, because I'm not a fan of uh, going high, 67 RPM. Come on, everything just shakes and wobbles, and it's problematic but uh, I'll see. We'll see what we see. Anywho, and uh, news is, this is the penultimate week. It has been the penultimate week. Tomorrow, the the next week is the last week. Tickets already here. I'm going to be in Singapore on the 25th at 9pm. But if we get delayed in uh, Nansha, then it might get pushed back. We do have a little bit of a leeway, but it might get pushed back. Uh, Time will tell. But as it stands, my tickets are here. Uh, but they're flying me on the 27th for some reason. Uh, if things stay on schedule then I, it means I will have 26th in Singapore. I am told I can walk around, I won't be quarantined in a hotel, so let's see. But if you do get delayed then it's gonna be one of those things where you get off the ship and you head off straight to the airport and uh, Bob's your uncle. Good thing I got a direct flight this time, no bouncing off Bombay or Abu Dhabi or whatever. I hate long flights, I hate flying. But uh, straight flight to Delhi should be awesome. Five and a half hours, easy peasy. Singapore Airlines, happy days. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I will keep you posted about that last week. Um, hoping for a quiet exit from the ship. It's been a trip, man. I tell you, I was just talking to the second mate. We both joined on the same day in dry dock. It feels like a lifetime ago, man. It's been so long, anyway. Uh, yeah, looking forward to some uh, time back home trying to get my feet up take it easy have some good internet uh watch some stuff on uh, netflix whatever just have some alcohol have a beer man it's been all it's been so long <laughs> all right then i will see you on the next one have a good day